Well, welcome again. Now, you all, I can say that because I'm in Dallas, you know that for 25 years, I have had a passion for developing authentic leaders. In my leadership firm, Valerie & Company, that's really been my passion. And so what an honor to be able to expand that reach by this vlogcast. And you know, today I have a really interesting show with Carlos Carpizo, entrepreneur personified. And when we met, here's what he said. He said, Valerie, you know, if you want to connect easier with Gen Z's, let's talk. <laughs> and that started many conversations. So we will talk. Stay tuned. Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. So let's talk about Gen Zers. I can't wait. Who they are, what they think, what environment do they flourish in, and how do we work with and through them. So Carlos, my guest today, has a passion, especially for the disadvantaged young adults. And he's found a way, and this is what we'll talk about, of developing Gen Z talent, and they are very talented, by using gaming and the metaverse. Sound interesting? Carlos, I can't wait. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. And I can't wait to get into the nuts and bolts of even some of the technological words that are like, what did he say or she say, and what was that about? But you have found a way by um, using gaming and the metaverse to develop ways to connect with Gen Zs and to develop them. Tell us what that's about. Absolutely, Valerie. And thank you very much for uh, you know having me on, on your show. Uh, buenos dias to everybody who's uh, you know watching, and uh, I'm really really excited because yes, it is a passion of mine. And uh, but first, let me tell you why. Because I always like to go to why. Okay. Uh, there, Gen Z is near and dear to my heart because I have two Gen Zs, uh, two great young men. Uh, but for everybody out there, let me you know tell you if you didn't know already why Gen Z is very important. Uh, they're important for multiple reasons. Uh, one of them, and probably the key, is their demographic significance. They're the largest generation in history, comprising roughly 27% of the global population. Wow. Yeah, let that sink <laughs> in. Uh, they're, of course, technologically savvy. That's something that we, we all know. Uh, they're great at social consciousness because I wasn't you know, thinking much about the environment and the future of the world or a lot of uh, uh, what did inclusion mean mm -hmm. when I was growing up, they, they do. They know it very well. They're mm -hmm. very uh, preoccupied with that. And uh, of course, they're going to have a big economic impact for generations to come, but also for our generation, because they will become 30% of the workforce by 2025. That's critical mass, and it'll only grow from there. So that's why Gen Cs are, are very important. And like any generation, they have different traits, you know, trade-offs, pros and cons. 
and here I'm going to refer to your book, which you know I love. Thank Do it you. right. And very clearly here on on page 35, <laughs> you, you you rightfully indicate if you want to learn what a person is really like, ask three questions: What makes them laugh? What makes them angry? What makes them excited? So I'm convinced that gamification and the metaverse, which is where they live, this is what they're yeah. used to, is a great way to get to find the answers to those questions. Because of course, those questions cannot be answered for a whole generation. We're all mm -hmm. individuals. Right. So you need to really understand what makes any individual tick. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not being that smart. What I did is I went to something that is really, really um, well known these day and age, and it's in the news everywhere, which is artificial intelligence in the mm, form of generative AI, and that's ChatGPT. So every, I'm sure all of you have at least heard about ChatGPT. Okay, stop there. <laughs> no. See, this is why this show is so great, because I read his book. We're going to get into that. This is a really good book that he wrote called At Risk of Greatness, and it's all about social media and Gen Z and all of that. But the language, so forgive me for stopping, but I didn't know what metaverse was. I didn't know what you say something in your book, metamorph. I mean, so if I slow you down, it's like, what's that? <laughs> So please, go ahead. Please What's do. That? Please do. Uh, so what what I asked uh, ChatGPT is, what do you consider immersive? Uh, and in short, because it gave me a very long-winded answer, which is you know pretty amazing, is something that fully engages senses and imagination in the process. And I believe that uh, that has been the case throughout human history. Mm -hmm. It's just that where a, a printed book might have captured your senses, mine, our imagination, that's not really going to cut it for Gen Z's because they live in the digital world. They're the first generation that grows up with a smartphone on their hands and with <laughs> 24 right. by 7 access, unfortunately, to social media, to a lot of knowledge, but um, to a lot of distractions too. So they're used to it. And if we want to really capture their hearts, which I believe that's what it all boils down to, uh, then we need to meet them where they are. And that today is the metaverse. You, you had a great show uh, just here recently about uh, the metaverse and, and gamification. So that, that's why we're concentrating on that, not for the opportunity youth, at-risk youth, but really for corporations and okay. how can they assess and develop their generation C talent through socially responsible gaming. That's what we're doing. We're combining the metaverse, gamification and mentoring mm -hmm. in, into a, a transmedia platform so corporations can benefit from productivity, engagement and retention and that last one is the most important because there's a huge revolving door. Yep. If, if we're not meeting Gen Z's where they are, mm -hmm. of course they're going to leave. So uh, we, we think we have uh, found a way to stop that revolving door. And uh, at, on the bottom of the screen now is where people can go or 
companies can go to learn more about this and where is that? You want to just tell us? Well, hopefully what you have there is uh, Cosmos Way. Cosmos uh, Way. With a K, mm -hmm. uh, which is our uh, website. And you can find all about our for-profit there and our non-profit too. Because you, you did mention that, you know, a passion is working with uh, opportunity youth or at-risk youth. And what is uh, what I find crazy as well is the, the numbers of Gen Zs, as, as I mentioned before, but the number of disillusioned youth that we have globally is also uh, tremendous. Um, the, the positive uh, term to use is opportunity youth. And uh, we have about 45,000 of them just in Dallas proper, about half a million in Texas and between the US and Mexico, uh, about 18 million. And these are pre-pandemic numbers. So they represent a huge untapped talent that, that we, need to, we need to address. And that's why my book, I decided to call it At Risk of Greatness, because I think that each and every one of them is at risk, but of greatness, if we channel them there correctly. And, and uh, my thesis is it's through the intersection of art and technology that, uh, that we need to make sure they get re-engaged. Technology, because they were born with it. Right. And arts, because that's what makes us human. Absolutely. And that's what's going to allow us to avoid competing with uh, machines or AI or robots. Absolutely. So it all sounds so fascinating. Should we be scared? Should we be scared about social media? Uh, I, I think we need to be very, very mindful of how it evolved and uh, all the risks that it represents. Uh, here's my take on any technology is technology is neither good nor bad. Mm. Uh, it's just technology. It's how we use it. Uh, the challenge that I see, Valerie, is with the huge acceleration of advanced technologies that we have experimented, you know, now for, for a decade. Uh, whereas in the past, we had time to adjust to unintended consequences of any technology. Mm -hmm. Now we don't have that luxury. Technologies are being rolled out uh, so fast that all of the unintended consequences uh, give us little time to react and, and, and adjust. And if you take that one step further, not to disparage you know, uh, any technology company here, but a big, big issue is that some of those unintended consequences are now being used to prey on the gaps in development in young adults' brains. And uh, a whole another podcast, isn't it? Oh, that's a whole other podcast. Uh, I was I was pretty happy when uh, I was about to publish my book in December of 2020, because I was already quoting Tristan Harris, uh, uh, a former design ethicist at, at Google, that uh, decided to speak up on uh, on these very same issue, and uh, shortly before I published my book a documentary uh, came out called The Social Dilemma. Yes, it was and fascinating. And it, it's fascinating, and that one's scary. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was thinking that that would really, you know, bubble uh, up this topic mm -hmm. to everybody's, you know, share of mind. And I was really surprised to see that, it honestly, it didn't happen. Uh, on Netflix, I was uh, watching how it was climbing up to be one of the top ten. Mm -hmm. uh, and then all of a sudden it like disappeared. Really? Yes. So the show itself. 
Well, it's still there. Yes. Uh, but it, but it, it didn't it didn't uh, continue trending up to it's get there. to number one and stay mm -hmm. number one. Uh, I'm of course very biased, but if you ask me, that should have stayed like number mm -hmm. one for a long period of time, just like you know most of the pop songs that <laughs> uh, that are out there, because to me it's it's that important and and it is scary. Uh, however, we need not be afraid to to address this, address it and to talk about it. Uh, with our Gen Zs particularly, mm -hmm. even though unfortunately they don't like to listen to their parents. No, uh, get but off with, the screen. Yes, no, but Dad. with society, yeah, limit limit screen time. Don't don't get off of it because that would be wishful thinking. Mm -hmm. um, because now we're surrounded by screens. You know, That's right. the TV is no longer a TV; it's just a bigger screen than a smartphone or or, or a tablet. Uh, but limit limit screen time. Yeah, let's let's get them back to doing some activities that uh, we grew up with that they, they're not that used to anymore. Uh, for example, I, I talk about uh, my theory uh, of uh, why we're here and, and I call it the slingshot theory. Slingshot uh, theory. Yes, because we're feeling the pinch back before we thrust forward. Mm -hmm. Well, I have to explain to a lot of Gen Z's what a slingshot is because they've never used one. Maybe they've seen one in Angry Birds, uh, but they, they haven't <laughs> used one. And, you know, I, I haven't I grew seen up a with slingshot it. in a long time. Yes. You know, what you just said, too, is kind of like Garth Brooks' documentary, for those of you who have seen, and if you haven't, you should. Garth Brooks put his hands up and he said, you know, in my life, it's been constantly a blessing and a curse, a blessing and a curse. And so I'm immediately bringing a visual to what you said. Social media is a blessing and it's a curse. Technology is a blessing and a curse. But I want to get back into the gamification that you're using to develop these Gen Z talented people. So first of all, what's gamification? That sounds so easy. Most of you may know, but what is it and where'd it come from? Uh, absolutely. And, and, you know, mind you, I'm not no expert on this. Um, but we need to understand that gamification is uh, very different from just video games. And uh, I'm going to refer to some research that was done by a team of 22 very bright minds at uh, SMU's Boulevard Consulting, who are collaborating with us at Cosmos. And because they. Uh Gamification, there again, here's all these mysterious words, gamification, gaming, what's the difference? Yes, and, uh, and it all starts from, you know, play, because play is very important. Okay. Play is innate to not only humans, but to all mammals. If you, if you think about, you know, a pack of lions, you see the small lions playing. That's, that's how they learn. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the lionesses, and not so much lions, they encourage them to play because that's how they learn. That's how we learn uh, as humans too. So play is very important. But you know, fast forward and when play used to be out in the fields, uh, then now we're playing in the digital realm. Yeah. And that started, you know, in the 1960s with the very first uh, video games. You know, Nintendo, Atari, mm -hmm. and Pong. And you know, I, I I was playing some games that now seem like totally dull. Uh, actually, you know, I, I have a very good friend in, in Mexico City that uh, has like an arcade uh -huh. with, I don't know, like 
3,000 games because all of the games that we used to play in specialized devices and right. in arcades uh, uh, in public places can now fit into just like one single microchip. That's just crazy to me. So you can select a lot of games. Mm -hmm. But, you know, games uh, also have a, a very uh, good way and there's a, a relationship with literature and, you know, take chess, for example. Chess is... It's a strategy game, mm -hmm. and it's played uh, globally. Why? Because we, we like to be uh, entertained. We like to be challenged. And that's where gamification comes into play, because it's, it's not just uh, video games. It's using uh, what we now have as a means of technology to accelerate the learning process, to build social collect connections, to increase engagement levels, uh, to ensure interactive training. And uh, some of the research here that they provided to us is that already by 2015, as much as 40% of the global 1,000 organization used gamification as a primary tool to transform business operations. And uh, I find that pretty interesting. 72% of employees claim gamification inspires them to work harder. So That's how they think. Exactly, and there's more and more uh, gamification. I um, I know of a great entrepreneur that is using and has been using for a number of years gamification to increase sales, and and very specific to salespeople and how can they increase their performance through gamification. Or I know of a great DISD uh, teacher, Carlos Galindo, who's using gamification to teach children to read better and faster. Uh, and those those are just examples. So it's been uh, very widely used in in education, mm -hmm. and now we see it more and more on the workforce. It's just that it's it's not a, a silver bullet. Gamification by itself is not going to do the trick. We need no. to, you know, uh, and here you can tell me more about it because that's your area of expertise. Uh, we need to just use it as part of a big toolbox that we have right. to make sure that we address all the generations that we have in the workforce today, which are going from baby boomers to Gen Xs and millennials and Gen Zs, all, all together, know, together, in, in, together in the workforce, yeah. uh, to all, all of the different uh, job roles that we have, more importantly, the ones that we don't even know are going to be there in yes. just five years. So it, it, it's using a lot of different tools to make sure that uh, we have an engaged uh, workforce because if we don't capture the hearts of anybody, then it becomes very dull. And I think that the pandemic uh, opened up the eyes of a lot of people that hadn't seen that, but now we realize it. That's right? for sure. We need purpose. We need purpose. Gamification. So I should not get so upset when I see everyone walking down the street like this. No, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. You know, looking back when we were at recess at school, that was play. And to your point, that was teaching social interaction and so forth. So bottom line, if, if, if I had to just ask you this, is gaming good or bad? Tell parents, because parents are usually the ones that are saying, get off that whatever it is they're using, right? What would you say to parents? I think you've got something in your book on this. 
Well, it's, it's not in my book, but I've, I've said it publicly and, and uh, uh, that's, that's a great opportunity, uh, Valerie, for me to share one of uh, what I believe is a teachable point of view, or as you call them, tip-offs, because uh, I didn't spend enough time playing video games, video games with my Gen Z sons. And now I realize that I should have. Why? Because that's their world. Oh, and good ga point. gamification, just like any other technology or video games, mm -hmm. is neither good nor bad. It, it's a technology. Uh, like fire, right? Fire, we wouldn't be here as Homo sapiens if we had not used fire to cook our foods or to warm our uh, homes. Uh, but fire can be very destructive. Mm -hmm. You can burn something, you can burn a whole city, you can burn someone. So, w would we have not used fire knowing that there's, uh, you know, bad things that can be done with it, That's harmful things that can be done with it? Yeah. No, of course we need to use it. So, same thing for video games and, and gamification. We need to understand it better. Mm -hmm. And being always positive, we need to be curious because that's that's one of my tip-offs is always be curious be learning always mm -hmm. and that to me is one of the key 21st century skills curiosity we're born with it you know as kids we ask questions galore and uh somehow the education system and the 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 parenting styles uh lead us to not ask that many questions but we need to ask more questions because that's how we learn. That's sure. And, and, and unstructured play is a good way to, to do that. Encouraging, uh, children and young adults to continue to ask questions. So that, that to me is key. Always be curious, always be asking questions and find out what is it that in the case of digital technologies, which are not going to go away. Like we said, you know, uh, it'd be foolish to believe that you can tell a young adult, don't look at screens is, well, let's teach them how to make good use of screens. Like, let's teach them how to make good use of video games, of gamification. Let's teach older generations, how can we take advantage of it to have a more productive workforce and hence, you know, uh, a better functioning society. Uh, that, that, that is key, I find. And so going back to where, where I started, as far as uh, I should have played more with my children, mm -hmm. what I can tell your audience is play more video games with your Gen Z sons or daughters, because that's, that's where they live. And that's mm -hmm. a great way for you to allow them to share their world and teach you something, teach us something. That's very important. You know, that's a, a really important point, and I'll give kudos to my son-in-law, who uh, has been walking up the stairs into the video room with my two grandchildren since they were on video games. And I used to think, what is he doing? <laughs> and he was very smart. He was learning. He was engaging with the kids where they were. And socially speaking and parenting speaking, they couldn't be closer because they played the games. You have Good a couple. For him. Yes, exactly. He's a great dad. You have some uh, lessons learned that I wanted to touch on before we go, and that is to find mo role models who inspire you. Who inspired you? Oh, there's a lot of uh, you know uh, 
individuals that have inspired me throughout my life, starting with my dad, uh, a couple of uncles, you know, growing up in, in Mexico City. But then, you know, fast forward, and uh, I've always been very blessed to, to find inspirational models uh, throughout my career as, a, as an executive. I'm now a recovering technology executive turned entrepreneur. Uh, however, in this phase of my life, uh, I, I found a, a great role model in how to finish well. And uh, that's uh, the executive director at Literacy Texas, Steve Banta. Uh, Steve, you know, I've, I've, told, it, I've told this to you. Uh, and, and why I think it's important, because we all grow. And especially we need to grow spiritually too. And when it comes to a point in your life that you start, you know, growing gray hair and, and you're no longer searching so much for success, but you're looking for significance. And why is it that, you know, I'm here in this world and mm -hmm. uh, what do I want to, to do to leave it better than, when, than how I found it? Uh, I think that that's where it's, it's very important to find a role model that is uh, finishing well. There you go. And, and I would, I would encourage anybody, uh, mm -hmm. listening to, to yes, always find role models, but you cannot just have one role model throughout your life. Uh, I think that evolves and that's good because you need to always outgrow yourself and, yeah. and you need to find those sources of, uh, of inspiration. And that's what you meant, I guess, when you said to me, you know, as you grow, you might outgrow. Absolutely. I yes. thought that was a nice, interesting uh, very, um, well, it perked my ears up. If you're going to grow, you may outgrow, meaning just what you said, outgrow others, outgrow ideas, change perspectives, always be open. Yes, it would be great if we were like crabs in, in a sense where, <laughs> when, at, at, where, where at some point in time you, you're totally constrained by your shell and then you have to leave your shell and, you know, uh, grow and harden a new shell. Uh, because then we wouldn't have the choice. Um, we would be forced to do it. Uh, you know, good or bad, we do have a choice. And uh, if, if we just uh, want to stay in our comfort zone, then we don't get that chance to grow. And, and growing is uh, phenomenal. And technology gives us a lot of opportunities to grow. Uh, now you can, you know, be on... A, a show or a podcast with uh, any global thinker that you that you can think of. Information, you know? absolutely. Yep. Information yes. is at our fingertips. That, that's one of the beauties of it. In the past, you would have had to be invited to a very select club that's to true. listen from a great or any of our great minds uh, of humanity uh, one on one, and now you can do it on your smartphone. That's <laughs> awesome. It is awesome. What would you leave? Uh, as advice to the leadership of our companies rather than getting frustrated with, and I hate to group any people, but we are talking about Gen Z's, rather than getting frustrated because Gen Z's may not think like they do, what would you tell a leader today in how to connect with them? They're not going to get on the games and play with them. So I'd like some advice for leaders who are really wanting to connect and, and help that person's development professionally? Sure. That, that's a great question, Valerie. So be, be open, be curious, you know, mm -hmm. uh, try to understand them and look at always the positive aspects of how they behave. And then uh, try to see how is it that you can use that 
to engage them more, to have them be more productive. Uh, why? Because they, they want to. They're, they're craving they that. Yes. It's just they need some guidance. And we need to understand, you know, any leader needs to understand that uh, we cannot just use what has worked in the past and thinking yes. that it's going to help us going forward. We need to be open. We need to change. We need to be innovative. And fortunately, there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are finding ways in which that can be achieved in, in any aspect, whether it's technology training, whether it's uh, HR uh, tools and systems, uh, whether it's, you know, how to recruit them, um, how to measure, you know, mm -hmm. how, how engaged they are, you know, uh, in the past, I mean, the only way was to do surveys. Now there's a lot of ways in which we can find that out directly or indirectly and then and then use that and don't don't feel threatened by uh being confronted with different behaviors i was going to ask uh, about that that's that's very important mm -hmm. just be open and and trying to learn as as much as you can you know thank you for that's a great way to end our conversation about gen z's with a story carlos that uh not so long ago i was doing leadership work in a company and one of the participants was in the Gen Z category, and she pushed back, which doesn't always happen when you have a speaker and an expert in a topic, and she pushed back. And I really paused for a moment, and then I thought and said, that's good, that's good, let's talk about that. Rather than it's too easy to get flared when in the workplace, someone much younger will challenge, no, talk about it, you know, let the flares happen. That's perspective. You might change, like Garth Brooks said, blessing and curse, there may be another perspective. This has been fascinating. And would you be willing, if anyone wanted to pick up the phone and ask you more about the work, would you be willing to put your phone number up there? Absolutely, would 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 love to. You know, my hopefully my email. You know, you can find it um, there on the website. Uh, but my phone number two one four eight five zero eight five seven six. Feel free to call me twenty four seven. I'm not going to respond twenty four seven. But you leave a message, and if I'm not available, then I'll I'll get back to you. Because yes, I, I'd love to, you know, share uh, not only more about how to develop Gen Z talent in the workforce mm -hmm. or uh, for, for the, you know, dissolution youth of which, again, I'm going to repeat this. We have about 18 million between the U.S. and Mexico, how to get them reengaged uh, or just to share, you know, my, my story candidly as well. How, how did I end up here? How, how did I go from being a tech executive to now being an entrepreneur uh, and 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 the motivations behind it uh i, I want to give a shout out to the halftime institute mm -hmm. uh here in in dallas and of course they have you know global reach but that uh that to me was a a turning point in my life uh finding finding my purpose and then finding a way to act on on that purpose and i knew that being a tech executive it had to do with technology Mm -hmm. And uh, it's through a lot of uh, gyrations and the occidencias, as I call them, or godwinks, as, God uh, as, as you call them, 
uh, I ended up uh, understanding that it was the intersection of art and technology to um, to develop that Gen Z talent on all sides of the spectrum, whether they are, they are disengaged totally mm -hmm. or whether they're already engaged and they're in the workforce and, and we need to groom them to be the leaders of, uh, of our future because that's, that's already happening. Uh, we, were, we were talking before the show how our first Gen Z's uh, elected official uh, is, uh, you know, is, is in Florida. And uh, it's it, it, it just, you know, a, it's happening. A, a trend. Yes. It's and, happening. and it's not going to be slowing down. No, it's not. Yes. You know, thank you for saying uh, a God wink, because there's a message in that to all of you audience. And that is, OK, so how do I know my purpose? Well, be patient. First, look at your gifts, because if you've been given a God given gift, for me, it's talking. Isn't that great? <laughs> uh, for Carlos, it was his brilliant mind on engineering and vision. And somehow life will show itself what to do with those wonderful things that you are meant to do. So I just want to end on if you don't know your purpose, relax. It'll show itself. But to Carlos' point, you have to be open. And you sure can't just sit around and think it'll happen. You got to do some walking the talk as well. Thank you so much for being no, on the thank show you. today. Thank you, Valerie. It's been it's been great. Uh, I hope that uh, of all of what we uh, said here, there's a couple of golden nuggets that uh, your audience can uh, can grab. And uh, let's just continue living intentionally and yeah. uh, improving our human condition. That's uh, I think that's what we're all after. That's what we're about. And and you told me that people say, or you say, I am Mexican by? I'm Mexican by birth and Texan by choice. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> Yahoo! That's a good way to end. <laughs> Yahoo! Buenísimo. Ah, and don't forget, this is really a very good book about Gen Z's and social media and just what's happening in our world because we're living it. I would recommend it highly. At Risk of Greatness by Carlos Carpizo. And there's so many things this man has done. Go on and Google him and you'll find more. And now stay tuned. I always have a Valerieism. And here it is for today. Leaders are gardens. Sowing seeds rather than expecting bouquets. Hmm. What do I mean by that? Let me say it again. Leaders are gardens. Sowing seeds rather than expecting bouquets. To me, that just says, talking about Gen Z, you know, you can't just go up and plop someone and say, here, I expect this of you. You got to let the seeds grow <laughs> and grow in your company and grow on your team and grow with the other members of your team. So let's just be a little bit more patient and not expect a full bouquet all at once. And I think we'll all live, live easier lives and not be as stressed and sleep better at night. And that's it for today. Until next time, stay the course, stay authentic and be blessed. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, ValerieAndCompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. 
Until then, lead authentically. 